2021. Here What's we up, go. Spike? Finally. Finally. I tried to get you on. I tried to get you on earlier. It, it wasn't working. I had to move yeah. on. But let, we let me sum this up because everybody here is. This is. Let me just sum this up, okay? Because this is getting. It's a little carried away. This answers everything. There we go. Okay. Are, are we ready to move on? There's. There's your. There's your super tight end, quarterback play of the week, Spike. I've been talking about it all week. Single-handedly won fantasy fantasy weeks. Taysom Hill. I saw I I I've sucked in fantasy football this, this year. And when I saw Taysom Hill as a starter this week, I was like, that's a ploy. They, they Jameis Winston's gonna come in. He he killed it today. He absolutely killed it for the Saints today. Taysom Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, I think, has like eleven uh fractured ribs. It, 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 his uh, his career might be done. It might it might be over. They might have their 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 future guy, and it's kind of crazy to think of Taysom Hill being a future I, guy. Well, but he, yeah, he's throwing and, it. And let me let me back off and say that um, you know, he he feels like a guy. Think of like Tim Tebow. Um, as much as everybody wants to hate on Tim Tebow, no one could figure him out right away. He won a playoff game, and then everyone in the whole world thought he was garbage. He never did anything. I'm not saying Taysom's going to necessarily be that bad once people figure him out, but if he had to come in for five, six, seven, eight, nine games for half of a year, he could probably lead the team into into some wins and a playoff win, whatever, because they can do all kinds of, you know, they've got so many weapons that they can figure that out. But, but I don't think he's a long-term option. I don't think he's a... Well, Two-quarterback system would be very interesting, too, to it, see, you know, if they keep Jason, Jason, uh, Jameis Winston around. Like you, yeah. you, just, you kind of mix things up. You just don't, never, but, don't know what's going to happen on defense. Let me interject at the risk of getting kicked off your show, because um, I don't know how you feel about this, but how much are we blaming I'm, – I'm not saying Cam isn't a problem. He doesn't fit. He isn't looking good. But how much of, is it not catering around Cam's game and changing things up? And we have to some extent, but, like, I feel like you almost need to clean house. I feel that Cam Newton would be a great fit down in Dallas. I, I, I've been pushing that whole narrative that I think they should have traded him to Dallas at the deadline. I think that Dak, I think that Dak Prescott is done. I think he's done in Dallas. I, I, I don't see them signing him. I don't see them getting him a contract. I think Cam Newton has the tools to get back to like a conference championship with the right pieces around him. And I think that you have the Dak run uh, offense down there in Dallas. You stick Cam Newton down there with more of a veteran leadership, more of a presence. I, I think Cam Newton fit better down in Dallas. I think that's where he goes to in this offseason. And I think that the New England Patriots, it's, it's one of those situations where I, I still believe deep down in my heart that Jared Siddham was their guy going into this year, especially when they didn't draft anybody else. And, and Cam Newton was just sitting there and they brought him in to say, let's see if you can beat this guy out. And don't forget, Jared Stidham tore his groin. People, people want to discredit that. He had a grade one. Like, I'm like one of the only guys in New England that knows that. It's been, it's been reported in the media and people well, downplayed. The Patriots want to downplay it. I know that for a fact that he had that. And he was out for a couple weeks. And they say, you know what? We're going to run with Cam Newton this year. We're going to save. We're going to save Stidham for the rest. Of the I don't year. know if you remember what I told you in the preseason or in the the earlier part of the, or later part of the off season. Uh, came on here. We're talking about Cam getting signed, and I said the best 
thing in the world for Stidham is if Cam comes in first. Because if Stidham goes in first, Cam's always going to be over his shoulder. I think that if, if you insert Stidham in, he's not going to have that worry of looking over his shoulder because he'll have a failed Cam Newton in the rear view. So if there is an opportunity, it's this is the best scenario to play out for Stidham. It, but it, I don't it, know it, that I believe in him, but... I mean, it, it's it's coming to the point now. When the Pats are four and six, you've got to roll a Cam Newton another week. It's a, it's Even after the Bills game, it's like, let's just roll them out next week against the Jets. And they barely squeaked by against the Jets. You lose that game against the Jets. Stidham should be starting against Baltimore. But Belichick wants to be Belichick. And he and he said, all right, we'll roll Cam Newton. you got to roll with him in Arizona, against Arizona next week in, in New England. you got to roll with him. Uh, it comes to the point of the Pats go four and seven. It's like, what do you do with Cam Newton? Are you going to invest in Cam Newton going forward, or do you want to invest in Jared Stidham that's just sitting right there? That they, they would move on round? from – there's no way they're bringing Cam back for another – I would put – You can't. You can't bring them back. I don't in. think they can. There's a zero chance you're going to rerun that whole scenario again. And, like, and, 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 in, the, in the media up here in New England, no one wants him next year. And it's not, it's not on him. It's not on – like, it's not a personal thing to Cam Newton. It's just that – Bro, you're one-dimensional. You're just a running quarterback. We want to see more throws. And today, yes, he threw 359 yards. 70 yards came for the last two drives to like three – 70 or 80 yards came for the last two drives. He had one bomb to Bird, one bomb out of the A badly thrown ball, by the way. passes that you've done. And another pass that went for like 30 yards with James White, which was a dump-off pass. The guy's not a thrower. The guy's not a passer. When when a team like the Houston Texans, who suck at the run, who suck at the run and makes you want to throw the ball, you had four minutes to go. You're down by seven points, four minutes to go, and you're coming off Tom Brady. You're coming off the goat. Cam Newton couldn't get it done. Cam Newton – I don't care about the defense. I don't care about hearing the – well, the Pats defense lost that game. Seven Let me Let me ask down, you a, four a hypothetical. Ago, you hypothetical. Had – Ryan Fitzpatrick been traded to the Patriots before the season started, how many wins would you have? I mean, what time does Ryan Fitzpatrick get traded to the Patriots? I mean, I will say that in the same case of Cam Newton, he, he really didn't take over the team till August. If Ryan Fitzpatrick came in at the same time, I think Fitzpatrick would have beat Cam. And again, COVID, COVID held back some games for Cam Newton too. But if you put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the same spot, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick probably would have game managed better than Cam Newton, and I think they would have at least two more wins than they do now. I think they'd be a six-win team right now. Yeah, I think it's, it's shocking, and I think I, I, I want to say I can't remember all the conversations we had in the offseason, but want, I want to say that I threw out Winston and Cam to you once, and you're like, no, not not to come back at you and say that you're wrong in your analysis, but you – you maybe you thought it wasn't a good fit, which you're still arguing to this day. So you obviously don't believe in it. But what everybody didn't expect is that that they would settle with Cam given this offense. And Belichick, he's not a Belichick guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Um, why did Belichick do this, in your opinion? Is Belichick done after this year? Was this his last hurrah? I'm not molding a quarterback. I'm, I'm no, trying to. No, no. What, Bel- what... Bel- Belichick, Belichick's not done until he beats Don Shula's record. I- I'm still on, on, on pace with that. Even if he has a down year, even if they go 6-10 and 10 this year, he's still trying. He's, he's not going anywhere. They're going to chalk this up as a COVID year. Oh, players opted out. We lost Tom Brady. Uh, you know, we, we had a little issue with our quarterback situation. I tell a lot of Pats fans, even in the post game, give me next year. If next year they do the same shit they do this year, there's a little bit of trouble going on in paradise here in New England. I'll, I'll let it chalk up of COVID hit them. You lost Tom Brady. You're kind of scrambling around to get things going for the franchise itself. I just don't think Cam Newton's your guy going forward. I just don't think he's your future. I don't think that you should. Okay, who, who would you want to see, wish list, top three quarterbacks that you could, realistic, you're not going to get like Herbert or Burrow or anybody away from what that's getting, you know, molded by their team. But what realistic quarterbacks, if you could control it right now, everything's in your hands, Spike. You are the GM. They're giving you full control. Name three quarterbacks in order that you could win with right away or really close to right away? Three. They're going to sound stupid to you. It's going to sound stupid to anybody that listens to this in the future. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. That, that's, and that's I been, like that. And, and that's been tossed around when they got Jordan Love. And Aaron Rodgers was pissed off. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers this year for playing at a top level that he has to play. They just lost today, too. Aaron Rodgers, only if the Packers, they're going to go to the playoffs. They don't go anywhere. And Aaron Rodgers is stuck in that kind of Green Bay middle and says, I need a fresh start. I know people are going to hate that. That's a guy that you might want to trade for. Get him over to the AFC. He might want to do that. The Packers and Patriots might be able to pull off something. I'd want him now. And Belichick knows that he could win with him now in the next two to three years. And I say even next year, you get Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're going to the AFC title game. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers can cut ties with Jimmy G and they only own like three grand, uh, three million in uh, dead cap, right? They can cut ties with him. Jimmy G was Belichick's golden boy and he wanted to run the, the, the table with him. And obviously Brady outlasted father time. He outlasted Jimmy G. There can still be a connection with Jimmy G. Number three is Jared Stidham. You draft him in fourth round. You didn't draft any other quarterbacks around Jared Stidham. And I don't care about the Cam Newton thing. He was sitting in free agency. Anybody could have picked him up. You had Jared Stidham there. You believed in him at the time. And you know what? What's the what's what's the similarities between those three guys? It's that they're passers. It's those guys that can sling the rock. It's those so guys why, that can why did he ball. go with Cam? Why did he? Why did Belichick, if he wasn't going to retire, or maybe he changed his mind, he's not done anymore, and, and we'll never, I guess, know that. But what would make him go with this emergency, I need a quarterback that's ready, molded, ready to go? Why would he do that? Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, the guy who drafted Tim Tebow. Josh McDaniels, who kind of wants that. Hey, look at how the league's going right now. Kyla Murray, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, these guys that can run around but also throw the ball. Hey, let's bring in Cam Newton and see what he has. And I'm telling you, Jared Stidham got hurt during the during the preseason, technically, whatever it was, on August 20th. They said, let's roll with Cam Newton and see what he has. I mean, the fact is this. Cam Newton's doing it with his legs. Cam Newton's like, what, third or fourth in rushing touchdowns this year? But what's he done for passing touchdowns? 
passing is what happens for quarterbacks. Running quarterbacks don't always work out. They don't. And there's few and far in between exceptions. Lamar Jackson, running quarterback. That's what he is. He's a running back. And it doesn't work out for him. He okay. won an MVP. doesn't work out for him. Pat Mahomes is a running quarterback. But he also can throw the ball. Russell name, Wilson's a running quarterback. But he can also throw the ball. I want name to game. Quarterback name game. You win a title with Aaron Rodgers. He already kind of answered that. You make it to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. You will, 100%. Okay. Uh, let's say Bill O'Brien takes control of the <laughs> operations and trades you Deshaun Watson. He's a running quarterback, but he can pass. Do you win? Do you make it to the Super Bowl? With Deshaun Watson, I think you do. I think Deshaun Watson, just because of his age, just because of what his health is right now, and, and look how great he played against the Patriots today. I think that he, it, it, you look at Cam Newton, it's, it's kind of weird to talk about it as a 29-year-old. And it just to say Cam Newton was 31 and kind of call him too old. He's not in life. But just in quarterback years, you're just, you're just out of it in terms of your age. You're just too banged up. Deshaun Watson isn't at that point yet in his career that he's too banged up. I think that you bring Deshaun Watson in, you're automatically going to win your division, and you're going to be a contender for at least the AFC title. Stafford. <sighs> Matt Stafford, dude. I think he's done. I think his career is over with. I, I think I he's mean, got a I good mean, year left. I think, at I, least. Mean, I think that's something that you can fiddle around hurt, with. But... What's, again, what's his contract like? How much is he worth? And again, let, let's talk about this. Look at what they're paying the quarterbacks right now for the New England Patriots. Cam Newton's a million dollars. Brian Hoare is like $2 million. Jared Stidham's like $700,000. You're paying nothing. They actually are on the hook more for Tom Brady this year than they are for the other quarterbacks. I looked at it this way. Cam Newton, what's he worth next year? What's You've seen it. What's Cam Newton worth right now? What's Cam Newton's dollar value for next year? Uh, I would say I would say probably – let me write down a figure, okay? If he, if he got paid $1 million as his base salary plus his incentives, which was worth up to $7 million. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is Cam Newton worth right now? <laughs> Booty dip. <laughs> Booty, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, and I agree. That's I, what I, I, I can't, and people said, right here, someone said, basic, Brett says $5 million. Someone else said $8 million. No. I don't want to pay him that. I'm not paying him that. I don't want Robert Kraft paying him that. I don't want Belichick paying him that. I'd rather stick with Jared Stidham, who's probably getting paid $750,000 to a $1 million. I'd rather have him handed off to Damian Harris. I'd rather trust the offensive line. I'd rather try to go out there and spend. If you're going to spend $5 million or $8 million, go spend it somewhere else on the offense. Go, yeah. go spend it somewhere else. Had, had you not lost all the defensive players, because I want to address the couple points I've seen in here, What are, what's how, how different does the – 2020 Not landscape. different. Nope. Let me tell you something. I know this. I know this. I know players might see this. I know other people might see this. They might talk about this. Dante Hightower has been burnt out. Dante Hightower, even if he played this year, his head would not be in the game this year. I think it's beneficial that he opted out. 
I think it's better. Let me tell you something. I said this with Rob Gronkowski. I've been saying this since I think Le'Veon Bell. Um, some of these players that just opt out for a year, or they hold on the contracts. It's actually better long-term for them mentally and physically. Dante Hightower's head was not in the game. Patrick Chung's head was not in this game anymore. Marcus Cannon's head was not in this game anymore. Uh, anybody, I think even the McCordys, look at the McCordy twins. Their head's not in the game this year and they're playing. I think that the opt-out might actually help out a guy like Chung. It might help out a guy like Hightower. Kyle Van Noy and Har- uh, Harmon, these guys that leave the Patriots, it is what it is. They got their fat paychecks. I mean, you you see these other, it's next man up mentality. But I true, and, and even if Stefan Gilmore, I think Stefan Gilmore is burnt out. And I Nick think he's definitely showed it this year as well, too. Whereas Nick. compared to a JC Jackson who needs to earn a contract, has been playing lights out, like who's been playing hungry. Nick Foles. I'm just throwing a lot of names at you. I'm not saying I believe in them. I just want to no, know. No, no. I, I think Nick Foles is just the one hit wonder of he right place, right time with the Eagles made a name for himself. Big Dick Nick. Like he, 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 he killed it a couple of years prior to that with the Eagles as well, too. Cause I had him as a fantasy quarterback. It's just, it's Carson it's, Wentz. You, you can't pay him that Carson Wentz. You can't pay him that you can't pay these guys. going to get hurt. Cam Newton's contract is great. Cam Newton's contract at $1 million is great. But then you see what Cam Newton's playing like. It's like, that guy's getting paid $1 million. If I'm Cam Newton, you want to earn a contract? The guy's not earning a contract out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just, he's a journeyman at this point. So like, you don't, you don't think he's a bridge guy. Him, he's just another okay. bridge guy. I'm just curious. Tony because... Maserati said the same thing. Alex Smith. Oh, bring Alex Smith in. from. I don't want Alex Smith. I don't yeah. want him. I'd rather take the risk on a young guy that comes in here. If you already invested in Jared Stidham and you brought him in under Tom Brady and you brought Brian Hoyer back to mentor him and then he has a year under Cam Newton, why not just throw him out there? Why is he not getting thrown out there? Because guess what? If you draft anybody this year coming up in the in, in the NFL draft, they're not starting this year. It's just You're putting yourself in the same spot. I'd rather just see what Jared Stidham has. Because anybody else, Andy Dalton, we, we, Jameis Winston's, the ones that were already on the free agency market, even Dak Prescott. I don't want Dak Prescott here. None of these guys are going to make a difference for the New England Patriots. I want a young kid that gets molded by Bill Belichick, that gets brainwashed by him to just understand the system, that plays conservative over a couple years, understands it, and then finds himself. That's what Tom Brady was. Tom Brady was not the GOAT in 2000. 2001, 2002, 2003. He had defense around him. He had an awesome special teams around him. He had playmakers, certain playmakers. He did not have his coming out party until 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. Like he did not have that until that. And that was time and time where he had to learn it, learn it over years. Why not put everything on the table, trade for the number one overall pick? I would love Trevor Lawrence. Like I, 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 don't get me wrong. Why, why in football? Do teams overvalue draft picks so much and not see the big picture and not why do teams more teams not go after their dynasty and their future and grab a guy that you know is gonna be elite and, and literally like the Cardinals did. I'm so I'm in Arizona, so I'm a Cardinals yeah. fan, but I'm I'm super proud of how we handled the Rosen and Kyler Murray situation because we didn't let Rosen affect our decision to go get Kyler Murray. And if you tell me that Kyler Murray isn't worth a boatload more than the best GM's willing to give up for the number one overall pick right now, I, 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 I would say that's crap. Because I think if you believe that the quarterback there, and maybe they don't, but 
is worth what Kyler Murray's worth to the Cardinals, you would give up more than anybody would be comfortable giving up. In here's the thing: sometimes it doesn't work out that favor, though. Like you, you, you got Kyler Murray, right? And then last year, it was four and twelve. You know, that's I think that's what the record was. You stuck with him. But in the offseason, you get DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you went in. You, you bought into that, and it worked out this season. They're not third-place material. They're, they're a top con- – they're a contender, at least the NFC. The NFC is a wild card. If they were the AFC, the Cardinals team, same exact team, they'd be number two, number one. They'd be up there with Kansas City. They, Pittsburgh a, is, is a pretender, in my opinion. Kansas City is the one that runs the AFC right now. They'd be right with Kansas City. That's, that's, I, they're the Kansas City of the West. Like, that's the way I look at it, Arizona right now as a young team. But doesn't – if you get the number one pick like that, doesn't mean it always works out for you. No, I know. You get, Trevor, you get Trevor Lawrence. Half of me wants to say that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust. Everyone's been on his dick. Everyone's been on his dick for the last two years. If Trevor Lawrence was that fucking good, he would have won. He would have won with Clemson last year. Big dick Trevor. They, but he would have won. He would have won. <laughs> Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, amazing year. Goes to Cincinnati. How's Cincinnati do this year? Well, Joe Burrow's had a couple of good games. No. If Joe Burrow's but it takes time. Uh, Kyler Murray still needs time. Like, you know, he's, he's growing, but we're getting there. I, I agree with that, but everyone popping. hypes these guys up. They all hype these guys up and think they're going to be something right away. They're not. They never become something right away. It takes time. I Well, Herbert, look at Herbert. Look at, I mean, Herbert, Bur- I mean, a lot of people feel, I think Tua is not going to be as good as everybody thinks, but Tua, people think Tua, Herbert, Burrow are all going to be big lands this year. So I think. It depends on the class. I think you've got to go off – like, I just because other GMs have missed on big-name guys, I've called a lot of guys bust, too, that that people have loved. I, I just I just think that if you if there's a player in the draft that you feel is a difference maker – like, the year Adrian Peterson got drafted, what was that, 2008, 2007? I forget which year. Um, everyone, everyone knew that AP – was a franchise change your franchise bigger and better than any other player could possibly do. And, and how many teams passed on them? It's just crazy that people overvalue draft picks and don't go change their own destiny. And in, in the case of the Patriots, you guys aren't going to go anywhere unless you not only solve this QB position problem you have, you go like really nail it. You can't just go get a, Another journeyman, another half-ass quarterback. It's not going to fix anything. There's you need you need a big difference maker that's going to make players want to come play for the Patriots. Who's going to want to play for the Patriots in the offseason when they have nobody throwing the football? So actually, kind of want to go in different routes here. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. The Patriots shouldn't have passed up on Lamar Jackson. They should have took Lamar Jackson as the backup to Tom Brady. And and you, if you truly knew that Tom Brady was going to go, if you wanted Josh McDaniels, wants that running quarterback and throwing quarterback, you could have Lamar Jackson. You could have had him just waiting in the wings until Tom Brady left, and then you could have did what you got to do. And I also agree with that in the sense that who wants to come to Fox? Who wants to play in Foxborough? Who wants to play in the Boston? Who wants to play in New England area in the middle of the winter? You want to play there because of Tom Brady. You want to play there because of somewhat Bill Belichick. But Bill Belichick – pisses people off he runs into the ground that's what it is when you start losing that luster you lose tom brady you lose bill belichick why do you want to even play in foxborough anymore right. their dynasty's over you know where i want to play i want to play in miami tua all of a sudden they have a first round pick from houston that's going to be like a top seven pick you have another pick for miami as well too they have picks coming in their defense looks good 
I said this, Brian Flores might be one of the co- best coaches that comes out of the Bill Belichick system. It, 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 it's coming to that sense because Miami looks pretty good right now. I know they lost today, but they look, pre- they look pretty good going forward. Um, I've always I compared it to the NBA because it's like you want to play in the hot cities, you want to play in good markets. Foxborough, New England is not a good market to play in. So it, it really my, isn't. So Miami was like this for many years. You're saying, and I kind of agree with you, that they're about right here now, and they're on their way up to they're the on top, their way up, yeah. To, yeah. to being the best Miami team they can be. Agent, and I'm a free agent right now. Right now, I'm a free agent going to 2021, and I see what the Miami Dolphins do, which they're an over 500 team. They're going to finish over 500, and the Patriots finish under 500. And I had the chance to go to either team for as much money as I want. I'm going to Miami I, because I want to enjoy the sunshine. I want to enjoy the warm weather. I want to enjoy that team and know that they have Tua, who's going to be a good quarterback in that division. I, we have a chance to win division titles. In that, that I hate there. to say it, but I feel like the Patriots are right here. I don't, I don't think you're like on a curve. Like you could quickly make that, that transition and be going on an uphill, you know, for the, for the franchise, meaning like in two years, you'll be really good. If you change the quarterback position dramatically. That's yeah. It. I wouldn't, <laughs> they're on their, they're on, they're down right now. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're like, they're tanked. It's just that we have to wait for next year. I want to wait till next year. I want to see what their offseason like. I want to see who the quarterback is in 2021. You could always call Brady and beg him to come back. <laughs> I, I will always say this. I am not a hater of Tom Brady. I am never a hater of Tom Brady. He outlasted father time. And he's still doing it. And he's going to do it tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. And yeah, show again in the world that he's still a top dog. If Tom Brady was on this current Patriots team, he would not be what he is down in Tampa Bay. He would be held back completely. He had the best out possible. He luck and timing. I, I luck's for losers. That's what I say. CM Punk said that. It's all about timing, and timing worked for Tom Brady. Timing worked in 2018, where he won a Super Bowl. He goes into his last year. And then all of a sudden, timing worked out that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a team ready to go. Timing worked out for Rob Gronkowski to be able to come back into the league. Timing worked out for Tom Brady. Never have any resent for Tom Brady. I don't want the Bucs to win a Super Bowl. I don't want another team to win. I'm rooting for the Patriots first. But goddamn, I'm rooting for Tom Brady himself as an individual. It's, it's amazing what he's, he's – he pulled an NBA team down there. The Tampa Bay Raptors. That, but that's what ha- – I mean, that's why a quarterback is so important for the rebuild of the Patriots. And Basic has a really good point here that you got a lot of rings and, and, and there's a lot to be happy about. Like, you, you literally have so much, like, good times and memories stored up like a grizzly bear going to hibernate that you can weather through a good three, four years of losing and still have good morale, good, you know, hype around the team say, and, and bounce back. It could this. take three, four years. Spike, I'm telling you, I don't see it Robert, anytime soon. Robert Kraft, it's not about him. It's Jonathan Kraft. The Kraft family still has this team. As long as Belichick's still around, they're going to be a somewhat competitive team. That's why you have to, in my mind, and Patriots fans' minds, consider this year a wash. It's a wash. Mm-hmm. We'll talk next year what, what ends up happening. And you weathered the storm, as you say. I have 35 seconds left, according to Instagram, because it's okay. only a one-hour thing. Finish it off for me. Uh, long road ahead, but even my Cardinals aren't ready to win this year. It takes that long. I think maybe next year might be our year. I think they're doing good, but they've got some things they got to work on. So Cardinals aren't even ready. So it's going to take a while, but you need a quarterback spike. You need a big one. 
I don't think the Patriots beat the Cardinals next week. You had you're coming off Thursday night football. Uh, losers got to post something on their story saying the other person. We'll have to do something. We'll set it up. I 